Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well on the new channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you're made of any time we put new content on. As always, I'd like to thank our lovely channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. So we have another X Hammer today. Uh, as I was saying to Clive just before we started, I think Clive's were at like our 70th or something like that. Um, Clive Clive Clark played in the 2005-2006 season, um, and uh, and he's just about to go and play golf. So, <laughs> try and be nice and quick. <laughs> how you doing, Clive? How you doing, man? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, this, when the sun shines, it makes it makes lockdown and, and coronavirus a lot better, doesn't it? A lot easier to deal with. Yeah, and the golf courses are open as well, which helps for you guys as well. Even better, it's the only place you can go play a few rounds, a few holes, and uh, you know maybe have a few beers after, so it's good. Exactly, and yeah, exactly. You've gone for four, four or five hours longer if you're shit like me, and um, <laughs> and you. exactly, you can spend time with your mates. <laughs> and that's what I was saying before before we started. You know, I didn't realize how much golf people play uh, in terms of footballers, and as you said, it's something you you, you have the spare time you, you take up when you're playing, and you just continue playing when you're uh, when you retired yeah yeah I, I just always played i'm a summer golfer i'm not very good you know i just like for the social element and it's yeah. uh it's just good cracking and i suppose that's what the climate we grew up and you know we, we you know when you play football it's 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 a brilliant uh journey you go on but it's also the uh, the banter as you call it yeah. you, know I mean? you kind of can still have that on the golf course you know we're all too old to run around after football these days so you know we got chase a little golf ball instead of looking trees for it so. and, and we're very dashing tops as well like you've got on today yeah, you can't play the part you may as well try and look the part you know I mean, that's, that's what I'm going for so. <laughs> I did that we used to play I haven't played for eight, since my daughter I re- for like eight years I haven't really played but um the last time we played we was we was doing these overnight things you know we played at like 18 yeah stay in a hotel play another 18 and i came down the the second day for breakfast in this it were well, bright pink trousers on uh a bright pink you know like checkered jumper on you know the, a pink thing and obviously get to the first tee and everyone's like oh this guy knows what he's doing he's got all the gear 
nah, 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 nah. All the gear, no idea. First shot, shanked it, and everyone just laughed, and it was like, oh well. I like I like dressing up the top, man. That's me. Yeah, so but it's, it's good cracking. It's good bantering. It's yeah, it's it is good fun. Break. Yeah, you're right, man. Right, okay. So, um, and 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 how how have you been in in this crazy world we live in at the moment? All well? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I've tried to do things uh, top of my mind. It's been been like I said, a mad year, and it? it's one that we look mm. back in years to come, and you know, hopefully, giggle about. Um, yeah. It's a, yeah, I've, I've recently bought a house, so I just said to do a rope, so that's been taking a lot of my time, you know, obviously work, I've still work as a, um, within football, I do yeah. a football agent these days, so, you know, still, uh, it keeps me all busy and out of trouble. Yeah, and also, I mean, in terms of being the agent, obviously it must be a strange time for, for, for players and stuff, and as an agent, you know, obviously you know more than ever in terms of, you know, what's happening in the summer, and obviously everything that happened in the last... 72 hours as well it's you know football itself has just gone mad in the last sort of three or four days and as an agent you must reflect that in your players and stuff in terms of people you represent yeah it's, it's been mad i think obviously you know it's for everyone to see the, the big clubs handled it really wrong they probably had an argument you know to question what you wait for get up to and do but the way yeah. you know yeah go and talk to the fans and all was ridiculous and I, i've been really impressed by how much the fans have come out and shown how passionate yeah. you know, they are about the Premier League and you know they don't want that to be affected so you know it's been you know it's been uh, really uh, good to see how much people still care about the game and um, you know it's, like I said it just shows you the, some of the ownership groups within the Premier League are really trying to take it away from the football and it's all about business and you know it has to be has to go hand in hand for me yeah totally totally uh, it, it as i said it you know it takes west ham to to break into the potentially to break into the top four to you know create the demise of european <laughs> football that's all yeah it's all um Tottenham boys picking up a fuss i think you know that's, that's what it was that's what it was clive i mean you were there for only a year but you know it you know it it's that Tottenham lot it's that Tottenham lot they can't they can't cope the fact that we could be in the champions league and they're, they're not be but anyway um so so if we go back to the beginning so obviously um so for for people who who, who may be the less experienced fans of west ham so so clive signed um from stoke uh in i think it was july 2005 um and and the question i want i'd love to ask you clive is obviously you played you know at stoke you had like 260 odd appearances you've been playing for a low, you know a long time there six or seven years five or six years something like that why west ham why the change man um good question to be fair i was quite happy at stoke and yeah. um, the, the new guys who were coming in bet 365 they, they were the people who were at the club when i signed and they were on about coming in the, the club was a bit in turmoil you know they couldn't agree with the the, the old owners the old owners had stopped investing in the team because of obviously you know, they were selling the club and all that and yeah. i just had enough at stoke to be honest you know as, as sad as it was you know it's a, a club very close to heart stoke but i felt like i'd done my time and um, you couldn't see the investment coming in. And to be honest, you know, you see, you want to be challenged at the top of the champ or going into playing the Prem. And, you know, that summer I had a year left of my contract and I, I made the decision that I wanted to go and experience something new. Um, and I held talks with um, Alan Parrish, who came in for me. I think he was good friends with Tony Poulos, who was my uh, manager yeah. at Stoke. And, you know, he made me captain. Also. I had a really good relationship with Tony. And um, I went up, sat with Mick McCarthy, uh, Sunderland, he was Sunderland manager at the time. I just felt that, you know, I always wanted to live in London as well, you know, I wanted to have that yeah. experience down south. Um, I knew it would be hard to get in the team, and he, he never hid that from me, you know, he, he, was very, uh, he was very honest with me, Alan Pardew was, you know, he said, look, I'm going to sign Konczewski as my uh, first choice um, left back. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, he came in the same time, I think he just signed Conch, and um, so I knew that was mm. already happening. 
and he said, look, Matty was fantastic for us last season, but, you know, depending on how the season goes, you know, I might play Matty on the right wing, play Conch left wing, you left wing, because I could play sort of both as well. Both, yeah. Um, and I came in, but to be honest, I got injured <laughs> the first day I was there. And uh, I was out for three months, so that sort of uh, was the story of my career at West Ham, really. Never really got it going. Nice. Well, I say, it, it, to be honest, it happens. The amount of people we've we've interviewed, and actually a lot of the fullbacks, really. We had Scott Minto on the other day, and, yeah, and yeah. Scott played probably half as many games as he should have done for us as well because he got injured and um and it must be just frustrating because he says you know you saw this as a new start and and you know i mean fair play i mean pods you know every everyone we've interviewed i mean we've read conch and various others and and pods has always been quite honest he kind of come across as a nice manager in terms of as you said you know conch is probably gonna be first choice but you know you you were coming in and you could be playing on the left wing or matty you know so there was a sort of a, an appreciation of what you were going to come up against, but yeah, and, then to get injured, man. Fucking and up. you could never like without being really that year it was an unbelievable year for the, for yeah. the club. You know, it was after the sort of turmoil I'd been through, you know, getting getting relegated with that fantastic crop of players, mm. um, you know, so many internationals to then sort of restructure the club, and you know, Adam Park deserved a massive pat on the back for that period of time. And yeah, I'll get to the FA Cup final. I I came back from injury, and you know, I haven't had a full pre-season. I've come back from injury, trying to catch up, and the lads were absolutely flying. So flying, it was one of them, you know. You yeah. desperate because I'm so used to playing, as you said at Stoke. It was like you know, it was one of the first names on the team. She knew was going to play, and that brings confidence, everything to sort of being mm. put back to the bottom of the queue again. And you know, the performance of um, Kocheski and Matty um, on the left wing were phenomenal, and they both got recognised, being called up into the England squad and all that. So you know, you sometimes just have to you know take a hat off. Yeah. And then, you know, I was on the bench a lot and got a few appearances here and there. And when Conch got in, injured at the end of the season, I got injured again. So Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was about to say, just, it must be, again, it's like, you know, it's ready to go. And it's like, oh, fuck. I know, yeah. And I was just, uh, I knew he was injured. I was trying to put off having a hernia operation, but it just ripped on me. I couldn't, I couldn't put it off anymore. It's just, yeah, it just one of them things. But now it was, you know, I enjoyed my time at West Ham. It's funny, you know, I didn't play a lot, but I really enjoyed the experience. And to be honest, it's probably one of the regrets of me, my career that I didn't stay because yeah. Paris wasn't trying to move me on. It was more me. I was so used to playing, mm. and you know, you know, going off the back of that great season, you can only see them building stronger, uh, stronger, stronger. But I didn't know the wheels were about to come off. You know, if I had a, um, you know, a crystal ball, I would have yeah. stayed there six months because I'm much more. I, I really enjoyed it, and it wasn't a case. I was frustrated, and I wanted to play. Um, and clubs came in for me at like John January transfer window like Watford who were challenging up. I think they actually went up that season from the championship. Mm. They were really keen to have me, and you know Paris said, "Look, you're too. You're, I know you're not playing, but you're too close to the first team. I need you around. You know, mm. if anything happens to Conch or Matty or whatever." But to be fair to the guys, they kept uh, playing on and getting great results. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's it's unfortunately just one of those things, isn't it? As you yeah. said, it's just one of those things in football, and 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 you've been around long enough to know that's the case. And uh, and obviously, you know. Uh, you know, from a from a, a, a professional development as well. You know, now obviously going into being an agent, having that sort of that sort of period at West Ham where it was injury and not breaking the first. You know, obviously then you've got that experience to then impart on the the players you represent as well because it just gives you that sort of that sort of understanding of what they're going through as well. And uh, but I mean, you know, you you, you still you, you you made three three appearances. Clive, first three appearances. That's three more than me, man. So, and I'd, you know, I'd give my life to to to, uh, to turn up once, let alone cut the uh, twice. But um, and you got to, you know, you got to just looking at the the fixtures. Obviously, uh, yeah, you know, you got to play at Upton Park, coming out as West Ham, up, you know, at Upton Park, and you know, and and again, something which millions of people around the world would die for doing. Um, no. 
I know I made my debut at Highbury, you know. Um, yeah. In league debuts, to say. And, uh, you know, he beat them. I think it was the last game they ever lost at home, I think. Exactly. Like yeah. It was the last game. It was the last game at Highbury, wouldn't it? It would have been. And the last, and so you've already got that, always got that in your locker, haven't you? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, it's the same. But it was more like the lads. We had a great bunch of lads, you know what I mean? Yeah. And really strong friendships with the lads um, there. And we had so much crack off the field. And I was, you know, we had a, it was a great time, to be fair. We had a great year. I probably had too much fun off the field because I was injured a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me, me, you me, could, me, yeah. Jimmy Barker, uh, uh, oh, that old Jim. God, yeah. Well, he's he's now he's now he's not now he's not Ipswich. He seems to be having a lot of fun on Facebook and stuff at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Now oh, the pubs are open as well with Jim, but yeah. Oh, yeah no. that, was, that was a good plus for Jim when the beer guy, the sun's out on the beer guy. <laughs> <laughs> Man out of my yard, put that way. <laughs> but you're you're right. There's you know, and 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 to be fair, Clive, everyone we've interviewed has, has always said about the crack at West Ham and. And and just they they enjoyed their time there. As I said, it was it wasn't wasn't long for you guys. Obviously, Sunderland, you know, came and you went went to Sunderland uh, in a deal with obviously George Mack coming back as well. So you know there was a bit of a a crossover there. Um, but you know, it's, it's it's you're part of the as I said, you're part of the the fabric of West Ham, and they'll always have that that hybrid game will be you know etched in history. It's like anyone who who played in that Tottenham game, we were the first team to beat Tottenham at the new stadium and the first team to score. You know, it's all these little historic points which we uh, we bring in. Actually, we were the first team to beat Arsenal at the Emirates as well. So yeah. oh yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing there turnaround. He just seemed to do well against Arsenal, didn't he? They, they batter us for most of the game. We just nick a goal here and there. So. Oh yeah. It's, it's always the, it's the West Ham way. It's the West Ham way. Although this year, unlike West Ham, usually we, we're doing quite well against the bottom teams as well, which doesn't usually happen with West Ham. I think um, that's you know he built his career on that. And he, you know, I mean, he, he's very very organised, very successful at getting teams set up correctly to you know beat the teams that you're better at. You know, if you match them for work rate right and all that, and he's done that and he's installed that in this group of lads, and you know he's done a phenomenal job. Yeah. No, you're right, man. You're right. right. Okay. Let's 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 talk about your eleven. So obviously you weren't going to the season, but still, it's good to sort of talk about some of the players that you you played and you trained with as well, and uh, maybe you had a crack with or whatever, you know, that type of thing. So um, we, we'll try and keep it to a, a, a four four two, uh, just because it's the only graphic I've got on me. Um, so you can be, and you can put yourself in club. More than happy to to get those appearances back up, man. It's all cool. You know, I'm not, I'm not fussed. I'm not fussed. I think, uh, yeah, some people do, some people don't. Um, right. Okay. So let's start off uh, in goal. Who be in goal for the for the, the Clark eleven? Oh, well, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Like Jimmy would be one of my best mates there, uh, Jimmy Walker. But Roy, me and Roy got on great as well. Two mad Irishmen, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, Shaq. It was it, it was a funny um, season in some ways because there wasn't a lot of lads who played every single game, and I think nah. I haven't got the fixtures in front of me, but Roy and um, Roy and Shakir Hislop, they shared the fixtures between them, and both were outstanding. Um, I'll probably just go for Shaka to be honest, yeah, in my best team. Uh, Roy would probably kick me ass for it, but... <laughs> yeah, he will do. We've had, we've had yeah, Roy. Roy, Roy keeper. Well, I think Shaka played most more games, but Roy, Roy was a good more outstanding, but I'd probably just go for Shaka. Yeah, yeah, we've had all three of them on. So whoever you picked, the other two would have been pissed. No, I'm joking, but no. yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and again for Shaka as well because he was he he sort of as a he came back. I call my boomerang player. You know, he came back and obviously then ended up playing the FA Cup final. You know, and so yeah, fair play to him. Fantastically well, didn't he? You know, he was at the tail end of his career. It's funny enough, I bumped into him. I was doing a bit of recruit in America about seven or eight years ago in, uh, in Boston. I bumped into him watching a university game, so it was a nice catch up with him there. 
Oh, brilliant. Yeah, he's a top boy, isn't he? He's top right, boy. Right. I love him. Uh, and so, right, and, and also, you know, I, I always say about Shaka Hislop, because, like, that era, I think probably the, the, your era with, say, you and Jimmy and, and Shaka, I'd say, and as, and as an agent, I think you could probably, you know, you, you probably know this as well, but for me, that was the last time that footballers were relatable rather than aspirational. You know yeah. what I mean? Where... The money in the game, fair play to them. Fair play, you know they can spend, they can live in their apartments. But I know Jim used to live in Epping, and Shaka used to do his big shopping out. And with when I used to work in Safeways, and you oh, know, what I mean, you, me and James Collins, a lot of you lived in Repton Park, you know. In, uh, yeah, road, exactly. You know, go to the local booze or down the road, you know, mixed with you know Tottenham fans, West Ham fans. Obviously, it was it was a great uh, it was a great time. I think to play, not, not you know, with all this Instagram and everything. I think it's took away from that from exactly. Players yeah exactly i mean that's what that's what jim jim said the same thing him and you know him and him and roy would be you know down there one on five and epping and stuff like that and all that i know all that yeah. crack yeah i used to I used to go there i remember when I, I come down to uh when i came to west ham I just got injured as i said i was staying in the hotel down in walton abbey the marriott yeah um i nipped out i was bored one night i was like you know just got injured the lads have got a big game this saturday and i've got down and obviously where I couldn't like went in Stoke, obviously I, I couldn't go out and socialise as much as I would have liked. You know what I mean? Because obviously it's a small place. Yeah. Um, so when I was there, I, was there, I went into the country club with a friend of mine, and uh, I met met someone. So Jimmy Jimmy comes in the next day anyway, and he goes, "There's been some Irish lad, Michael. Apparently he plays for for West Ham or something." You know what I mean? It's like who's this Michael Yeah. Anyone ask my name? Yeah, Michael, man. Just uh, him. But then my mate was going, "Yeah, he's just signed for West Ham. That's why we're down here." So they were like, "Brilliant, two and two together." I was, I was nipping in there with the bars around uh, Epping at the time. So yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a lot around there. Epping. Yeah. I, I, I lived in Loughton, so yeah. Epping, Loughton, around there. Yeah, Started a new bar. It was there. Oh, the new. Oh, it's a, yeah. It was the start of the new bar, weren't it? Yeah. Uh, oh God, yeah. yeah. That takes me back. Yeah. But obviously, with yeah, with like Wolfram Abbey, you'd go up to the. Yeah, the, the Marriott, and uh, there was always was it the Volunteer? There was one which was just around the corner, which like people used to go to because it wasn't so close to the Marriott. Oh, um, the Green Man as well, I think that was on Christian Daly used to go the to. Green Man, I saw him along the road there, one, and then yeah, yeah. you got to you got to the roundabout there. You turn left to Epping Way to Long yeah. Road, you know. So yeah, <laughs> get that roundabout. This way where we're going, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right, we'll put Shaxx in going. Uh, let, let's go left back. Who should we have at left back? Yeah, Parkins, yes, straight away. He was able to yeah. um, the year I was there. You know, I, I you know, learned a lot from uh, from country, played in the Premier League quite a lot of games. I hadn't played in the Premier League at the time and you know, just he's very professional, great guy, you know, we didn't yeah. say a lot to be fair to him, just went through his business and, you know, for me it was down the left back and it was a shame you know, a crime really that he didn't sort out his differences with Corbusley that time because, you know, he should have gone on got on. I think he would have gone and played more games for England. Definitely. Uh, he was allowed to continue that, you know. I think West Ham gave him a fresh start at that time from Sharon, so I thought it was, mm. you know, a shame yeah. for him. He was outstanding that season, I was there, you know, couldn't fall. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's nice, obviously, he's still involved in the club, you know, in terms of being yeah. sort of the, the loan manager type loan thing. manager, yeah. He's, uh, and he's a nice yeah. guy. I can imagine him fitting into that quite well. And, you know, he's been there and done it, you know, he knows what it takes to be a top player, so. Yeah, no, he does. He's a top boy. We've had him on as well, so yeah, good old conch. He'll, and he'll like it. He'll like the, the the when he goes up. He, you know when he's when it's like a few of them when they appear in it that you see they retweet it. So I, I'm, people still like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's great, he's great guy. That's a good boy. Right, okay, we'll put him in the left back. Who's who's going to right back then? Who should we put right back then, Clive? Right back's actually a tricky one because uh, mm. Tommy Replica was there and he he played for the first part of the season and then you know he said to um, Paddy that he, he wanted to go back um, back home 
Um, so he, he played really well for us the first mm. uh, part of the season. I'll put him in the team, but I'll probably have to give it, you know, and I'm going to pat on the back for Christian Daly because he was filling in everywhere that season, you know. Yeah. And he, he played a good bit of right back and we had an Argentinian boy who I think Parrots had to play because he didn't probably didn't warrant the, the starting position every week. And, you know, Christian probably should have took over that role. I, I played up um, at Highbury that time just after Tommy left as well. But yeah, I got for Tommy Repka. He was solid. Everyone was afraid of him, you know, trying to fight us. So I used to like a little taste of challenge with him some days, you know, so uh, remind, <laughs> remind me of my dog days, you know. <laughs> I think we had, uh, we, when we had Scott on the other day, Scott would like, he liked to learn a little bit of, he liked languages, and so he learned a little bit of Czech. And so every morning he'd go up to Thomas Repka and he'd say, how, you know, how are you? I can't remember what it was in Czech. And he'd either say, like, good or shit. And basically six times out of seven, it was shit. That's how he felt. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh... He's, he's he's still an intimidating character. You see yeah, him? Oh, he's. I haven't seen him since he left. Bless him, but he, uh, he was a lovely guy. He didn't speak to me when I first went in the club, so I went up to him. <laughs> like, I, I was quite a cheerful lad. I was like, oh, "What's your problem?" Like, you know, what I mean, he says, "Last season you elbowed me." And then walked. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I realised in the in the previous season, the season he went up, uh, I played left wing against Tommy, and uh, we had a little bit of a, a rough. Um, a rough oh, fair game. play. Fair play, man. Jeez, I wouldn't get yeah, I wouldn't go near him with a six-yard barge pole. Be fair, when you play with Tony Fielders, mate, you had to. If you weren't given hundred percent, then you weren't. I could imagine. You wouldn't. Play, I could really imagine. I think he made me captain to try and toughen me up a bit, uh, Fielders, to do that. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, Tommy, Tommy's a good guy, and he probably deserves to be right back in week him. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, right, so we got Conch. Got we got we got. Country's bald. We got Rep Crew's bald. We didn't got well. Um, right, well, okay. I've kept my hair quite well. So you've please. done well. You've done <laughs> exactly. You've done well. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Centre back. Who's your first centre half then? I'm trying to think of an on-ball person. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's really, you know what? Centre back is really difficult because there's big mates with Elliot Ward and um, yeah, big James Collins. You know, probably said mm. I said in touch with James even now, but he's uh, the big mates of mine. And like I said, me and James. Got on great, and he went on had a fantastic career. I always knew he would top player, but mm. that season, to be fair, Danny Gabadon was outstanding. Yeah, um, he, he couldn't put a foot wrong. You know, even when he slipped, he got back in and you know made a brilliant challenge and all. He was outstanding. Um, shame he didn't go on and do better than because you know he started picking up niggly injuries around mm. that time, and it, it sort of I think it, it stopped him from being the player he should have been. Um, even though he was an outstanding player, uh, but that season I think he was he was the best player probably in the club. He was outstanding. You were getting, you know, when you say about a seven out of ten player, he was steady Eddie. Mm-hmm. That yeah. only that season was an eight out of ten. You know, every game he was outstanding. You know, he probably counted on one hand at times. He, he gave it a slightly underperformance, but his underperformance was you know still a good performance that season. He was outstanding, and he would be you know first name on team sheet for me that season. Definitely. No, you're totally right, man. You're totally right. And that's one thing I loved about the first lockdown. Because it was 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 Gabs doing his little DJ sets, his live DJ sets in his loft on Instagram Live. He hasn't done them for ages. It's a real oh, shame. I've never seen that. You know, I, I missed that one. It was good I, fun. I, it was good fun. Yeah, he was yeah. just having it on the background, and you look Lovely. at it, and he and he didn't pay attention to anyone who was commenting. He was just like DJ. <laughs> oh bless him. Oh Gabs. Um, right. Okay, so we put Gabs in. Who's he going to partner then in the centre back positions? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. That you know, is again, they said like James and. Um, Elliot feel hard yeah. leaving out, but Anton, the two of them were a great partnership that yeah. year. You know, so it kind of picked itself. Um, Anton done fantastically well that season. He was, they were good foils for each other. You know, mm. Anton was sometimes could be a bit erratic. You know, he'd go flying into the challenges, and Dan was like the calm and influence. And yeah. he really, he really uh, helped each other. And I think the great thing when you look at that back four, the pace that was in it, 
you know, Yo. for most teams that go up, they wouldn't have that kind of pace in the, no. in the back line. Like even Tommy, like Repke, he, would, he probably wasn't quick, he couldn't get past them, you know, and he was sharp, but last sharp around 10 yards, people gave him credit for. He was mm. quick and, you know, they, they, that allowed them the team to play a higher line. And the lessism within the, the team, which obviously Alan wanted to create, was fantastic. And, and, and it started with them boys, you know, they were fantastic, two centre-backs. Yeah, yeah, they were, man. You're right. It, it was a, uh, it was a quite unusual. To it's very similar to I think when Wolves went up, uh, and a bit like Leeds go up. You know, it, it was a, it was it's a youthful team that goes up, and and so you know, just the youthful enthusiasm takes over. It dotted with a few pros, but yeah. it's the youthful enthusiasm, and um, and yeah, as you said, yeah, that is that's quite a rapid. Energy, line. Yeah, the energy. It's funny like that. Um, I was injured and I came back um, after a few months anyway and we played I always remember playing Villa at West Ham on Monday night it was a live on Sky whatever and I joined in training on the on the Sunday and it was like whatever it was 88 or whatever it was the, the thing and I remember coming up it was absolutely shattered it was like like a played yeah. nine minutes the intensity within the group because obviously got off to a decent start it was fantastic you know and, and you know they trained well you, you know and then he took that into the game and you just knew that they were there was something building there at that time and you know it was like it was great energy around the place and it was mm. youthful spirit so with a, a few older heads that were in it yeah no brilliant man right okie dokie there's your back four let's let's go into midfield let's go left wing who should have on the left wing left wing matty edinson you know yeah. no challenge matty was outstanding that season you know in every which way you know up and down all day fit lad matty you know he um mm. he, him, he, him and cons formed a really strong uh, left side and you know assists you know, beating his man, tracking his man back. He was outstanding. Uh, so, Matty Edmonton all day. Yeah, you're right, man. And, and yeah, top top guy as well. Really nice bloke. Really yeah, nice guy. Um, and, you know, obviously he had his problems and, you know, it's funny, isn't it? There's a few, you, you mentioned people like, 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 like Matty and, and, Re, and not Rio, and Tom rather. Um, and, you know, obviously you, he was at Stoke, West Ham, Sunderland. And obviously Matty went, goes to Stoke. Um, Anton goes to Sunderland and you know it's it's funny isn't it all these little little three clubs and links, it's yeah. just all the links I love it man um okay so we put Matty in um I've interviewed most of this now I've interviewed as I said I've done I've done four out of the six so far so doing quite well <laughs> right okay let's go uh let's go right wing who's on the right side oh uh Ben are you oh yeah Benny, best footballer in the team, boy and well without no disrespect to the lads I bet you get that quite a lot to be fair yeah you know, five foot six, you know, nine stone, wet through. <laughs> Ability was fantastic, but a great, you know, great guy as well. Uh, he, lived, he lived in the hotel and, and then we lived in Repton and, you know, kind of looked after him a little bit when he first came over. So I had a really strong bond with uh, Yossi and he was outstanding man, player and everything else in between. He was, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I think who was it? Some, someone mentioned that he, he didn't mind a little tackle. He loves, loves a little tackle in training. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he wouldn't he come out. He, he wouldn't have his laces done or anything. Thinking, who the hell's this lad? You know, he just signed from Santander, and thinking that I never really heard him. To be fair, yeah. and then after about an hour in training, you're like, oh, yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> I love that. Boisty as well. He wasn't like you said, even though he wasn't the biggest, he wasn't afraid of a challenge, and he wasn't That's afraid brilliant. to tell the players what he thought as well. So yeah, good guy. That's great. You love stuff. You hear stuff like that, right? Okay, so we put Yoshi on the on the right uh, centre mid. So who's gonna be your first centre mid? Uh, Hayden Mullins for me, he was um, a bit like Danny Gabaron. He was that common influence within that kind of viewfulness in, in the midfield and, and defence. And uh, he just sat there in front of the back four and just got kept us ticking, won the ball back, broke play up. And you need that in players, you sort of do the dirty work. And that's what 
Hayden Dunn, he was a, like I said, a great guy as well. You know, that was one of the things, to be fair to Alan Pardew, you know, people say stuff about him and, you know, the quickness or it's like, you know, chocolate or whatever, you know, all these things. Yeah. But I always thought he'd done a little research into signing players and likes of Hayden, myself, and I were all captains at our previous clubs, mm. you know, and I think he took that as sort of a good character and, and, and Hayden was definitely one of them guys. He was a good leader, um, you know, good talker. Wasn't it wasn't the loudest, but very confident, very sure of himself and, and he took that onto his performances, you know, he was a real solid player that year. Well, definitely. And it's funny because he's one of those players that, that gets picked nine times out of ten by players who played with him but obviously because he did the dirty work and you know and did sort of you know stuff that didn't necessarily get the headlines fans don't necessarily pick him um and it's it's because as you said you know i think we had um we had we had Zamora on the other day and he went oh it's because because they don't understand football that's why they don't, <laughs> don't understand football and uh but you need your <laughs> hater mullins and it's true you do need these sort of you know guys who are going to do that i mean mullins was a seven out of ten person every yeah. game wasn't he yeah, like um, he, he couldn't do what you know some of the the, the lads were playing for Man United. No. But you know, you, when you get to certain levels, when you become a really good pro like that, you know what you can do and can't do. But what yeah. I liked about him from a fullback, he, he'd always receive the ball. You know, he wasn't afraid to get on the ball. You know, you you play with players, and when when things haven't gone so well, they go they show you away. You know, yeah. they, they, all of a sudden you haven't got that option, and then you've got to play it long. And then the fans are giving out to the fullback, and you, you've got to play it long, but you've got no options. He was never one of them. He never strengthed it, you know, and uh, he always wanted to receive the ball. And, you know, they said, good player. And, and that's why you, you'll find him in so many um, teams that people pick like this because, you know, you respect players. You know, it's like player on player, and he, that, that respect that you get because yeah. he wasn't afraid to get on the ball, man. He was outstanding. Yeah, you're totally right. And, and, and your point about pods doing, you know, obviously the research and stuff. Do you know, as I said, I've, I've worked at the, the club for, for 20 years, and um, pods was the only, only one who. Who would actually like before the game? We'd go into that little, that little shitty manager's office, you know, the really small one, yeah, um, yeah. and he'd go, "Right, Russ, what music are we playing today?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "You know, the first time it took me back a little bit. What music are you going to play?" And I was like, oh, I don't know, a bit of like da 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 stereophonics and the, oh, maybe play a bit of Rat Pack. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I can't really see Frank Sinatra fly me to the moon getting the, but no, 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 sorry. Or, or, or he'd, he'd come back from Florida and he had this idea of. Of doing is oh, I was at SeaWorld and and the Shamu show. You know they would they would ask these questions and and the camera would zoom in and say, look, um, you know, give them a, a question and they had to put their fingers up to say how <laughs> answer one, two, or three. And I said, yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea, a great idea. Putting a camera, a pissed up fan, putting fingers up. Well, what's the answer? Yeah, number one, mate. Yeah, number one, yeah. number one, number two. Number <laughs> Exactly. You can just imagine that. It's, we're not in the floor. We're not in the Shamu show. Um, but yeah, at least he cared about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but like you just said there, sorry, he, 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 was, he was always trying to think outside the box. Yeah. What, can, what can improve him? What can improve others? And, you know, sometimes there's a lot of nonsense, as you just pointed out. But, you know, at least he was trying. Sometimes they stick. Right. Okay. We'll put Hayden in. Who's he going to partner then in that middle? Yeah. That, you know, I think that's one of the toughest ones for me because Nigel Rukoka played a lot of the games that year. Um, yeah. And he he done well. Well, I remember going in. Was, you know, Mark Noble was there. He was. Uh, you could tell he was going to be a player. And he played a little yeah. bit the, the previous seasons. And he had such confidence for a young lad. He, he took me back a little bit. But then you go, this lad's going to trip himself up here. He's probably a bit cocky, you know. But then you get on the ball and he played with such composure. It was like oh, it was frightening, you know. But yeah. I'm going to put noise in it just for the amount of games he played. That and yeah. probably Carl Fletcher is there as an honourable mention. He he done well when he stepped in that year as well. And Christian Daly played central midfield as well that year. And 
Um, but Nigel, you know, Nigel became that driving force um, alongside Aiden, who sat in front of the back four. Nigel really drove with the ball and got us up the field at times. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it, you know, to be with obviously we had Nigel as well, and, and you know, it, uh, he was saying, you know, he was you know, a young lad and he was sort of thrusted into being captain as well, really. You know, obviously, parts made him captain that first, the first season rather, and um, it was a lot of tight, you know, a lot of pressure, I think, for Nigel. Um, there was a lot of pressure. That. Sometimes it went to his head a little bit. Yeah, he did. He, did, um, he admitted that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think I got on well with him. Like when I walked in, you know, there was well, a lot of the black lads were in one corner and, and the white lads in the middle, and you know, it's I'm one of them. I just used to be take the mick out of both of them, you know. And I played <laughs> quite a lot against Noid um, when he was at Wimbledon, and then yeah. he went to Hampson, played a bit against him, and you know, good player. I remember I played centre mid one day against him at Wimbledon, and I, I went in for fifty fifty with him. And, you know, I, I played two hundred odd games. He's only starting out at this stage, and. Is a feisty one, and fair, he jumped up and went. That was a good challenge, you know. What I mean, I, I, I won the ball. I went a bit probably hard, harder than I should have. I won the ball. I talk, talk, so you know, for you know, like you respect young lads like that. You know, yeah. he didn't head or whatever. It was, um, it was a good challenge, and uh, he got up in the end. Sorry, yeah, I was quite like him. And yeah. I remember me and Poole was talking about trying to get him um, that summer, but then obviously West Ham nicked in and, uh, and paid the money for him. Yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah, done well. And, and he deserves to be in the, in my best team. Yeah, like no, I get that. That's cool, man. Right, okay. Up front, uh, first, first forward. Yeah, I think you know, for me, he was a brilliant person to play with. I, I probably spent as much time with him as anyone when I was at West Ham was uh, Teddy Sheringham. He was yeah. outstanding. Um, not not just for what he brought on the field. You know, everyone's seen that. You know, Jordy's career, fantastic footballer, but what he brought. To the club and professionalism, you know, great banter as well. And me and him had a horse with a few of the other lads, and um, you know, we enjoyed. So we brought a bit of uh, togetherness. Me and James Collins, uh, Danny Gabs, Matty Edmondson. <laughs> Probably we didn't realise stuff at the time. Um, no, no, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> a few of us had uh, horses, which I was on one. You know, I had a few horses. I was like me, um, me horse racing and all. So we had we had one called Hammer's Boy and uh, one as well. Yeah. So we were, we were, we were delighted to one. But you're right. Yeah. He was. He, yeah, Teddy was. Yeah, he he bought, and it's funny. A lot of people talk about Teddy how he was. He was a bit. He was really old school in the way he dealt with things. So if if a kid, you know, if he found out that a kid was on, I can't remember. It was one of the youth team guys we interviewed. He found out he wasn't on a lot of money. He he, he literally dragged him to Alan Pardew's office and banged on the door. This guy needs a bit more money, please. You know that he was. He was sort of like a real pro, old school pro pro. You know what I mean? Pros pro. Player, yeah, exactly. He's a player's player, you know. We, yeah. And, you know, you obviously you played so many games for England, United and all that. You, you read all the stuff that's put out. So, you know, you see things, people say, oh, it's this and it's that. And, you know, he was a confident man, but he was an outstanding professional. And, you know, we used to go out on nights out and, you know, getting at two o'clock in the morning, I'd be like, I'm where can I get more drink from, you know I mean? He'll start drinking water and, and things like yeah. that, you know. And we used to jump in a cab and went to London a few times and, you know, just a, a real all-around good guy and he cared, like you just said there, he cared about the younger players, he cared about the senior players and, like, you know, I don't think you can give him a better pat on the back than say he was dealt with no. probably, you know, players player. No, you're totally right, man. You're totally right. Okay, so you've got Teddy in, so you've got one spot left, Clive. Who do we have him? Yeah, really tough one to be fair because Bobby Zamora was, you know, really good that season and um, came up with big goals as he did all the way through his West Ham career. Yeah, he did, yeah. Too. You know, come, come, you know, he was one of them, you know, really good players. But for me, he'd be the number one sub. Um, and I'll have to go for Marilyn Harewood because Marilyn was a great foil for Teddy and for uh, Zamora. You know, his pace and the way he could stretch teams then allow the midfielders more time and all. And that season was probably his best season at West Ham, to be fair. But he was really good, Marilyn. Definitely. 
you know, I think that team that I picked probably was Alan Pardew's first choice team, and rightly so. You know, mm. a few lads were probably good that didn't start games, but that was the team he kind of went to when he could go to it. And, and, and you know, they're the ones who got the most results for us that year. And that, that group of lads were, you know, spot on, bunch of lads. Yeah, no, you're right, man. You, you're totally right. And I think you're right about, about Marlon. I, you know, because where we used to do, where we used to do the, the DJ at the old ground, it was between, it was where the, the between the Bobby Moore and the West Stand, so where the police control, where the, where the school board was. Yeah. And that yeah. little corner, I'd always used to call Harewood Corner because Marlon would always get into the right corner, the right channel, do like something, and then go along the byline every game, every game. But yeah. Yeah. I love Marlon. But they were like, you know, he, he he probably wasn't as silky as someone like a Bobby or, or whatever, you know, in possession, but he was very effective, and that's easy. Yeah. Because I always felt Marlon was a confidence player. Definitely, get, you know, you get your arm around him, get him to uh, that level. He could be unplayable because yeah. he was, you know he's massive, you know, so strong, so quick. And he put that arm across you and use his pace to get away from you. You know, it's very, very hard to get him back. But then, That's it. you know, when he lacked the confidence, he wouldn't do them things so uh, so effortlessly. But yeah, he was uh, he was fantastic for West Ham that season, and and, and that was, he was one of the main reasons why he done so well. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Clive, man, thank you so much for your time. I said half an hour and thirty five minutes. Well, there we go. I'm a man of my word. A man of my oh. word. So thank you, man. It's been great fun. It's been great fun. It's been I love it. I love chatting to to, to guys who have obviously you know who are part of Saturday. And as you said, that was a really exciting time at West Ham. And so um, you know, you probably he probably did well to get out of it when he did. I know he's a, obviously went a bit went a bit south after them for a few seasons. And then fair like being there for that season, you know, because it was so you know it was new for a lot of lads playing the Premier League. Yeah. You know, it was the, the excitement for the fans bouncing back after that time, like I said previous, and it was a great time to be there. And for me, it wasn't soured by what went on the following year or anything else. Yeah. You know, so I have you know special memories and um, just for when we bought a horse that that summer, uh, just after I left, Teddy goes, "I want to name it after my son Charlie," and he uh, we named this horse My Boy Charlie. And he went on and was won Group Ones at the highest <laughs> level, and, and everything. We just everything just seemed to work for us that year. You know, what I mean, I wish I had that look now. So uh, be nice, wouldn't it? Be nice. It, would, yeah, it was a great time, yeah. and uh, you know. Thanks very much for having us on Absolute pleasure, man. Really, really enjoyed it. Obviously, thanks everyone for watching. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, all that type of stuff. Myself and Clive, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Get those appointments when you get your jab appointments. Um, come on, your irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. <laughs> Cheers, Clive. Thanks. Take Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.